welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. For those of you that have not been here before, uh, my name is C.J. Reynolds, and the reason I do this thing every single week is because I remember what it felt like when I first started teaching, at least, and maybe for the first five, six, seven, ten years that I taught how terrifying Sundays can be, especially when you're about to go back to school tomorrow, perhaps because you've been on break for winter break. Um, and that is some type of feeling. So the idea here is to create a space for teachers that are like us to do things like this. And what that means is that we are, um, we're meeting up on, on YouTube on Sunday nights to give some, to give each other like a bit of motivation, a bit of inspiration, a bit of like, you know, some push to go back into this madness that we are all kind of teaching in now. So uh, my, if, you, if you've never been here before, my name is CJ Reynolds and I teach uh, at all boys school in West Philadelphia charter school where I teach ninth grade literature and the history of hip hop. Um, I'm also the author of this book, uh, teach your class off the real rap guide to teaching, which you can't see the whole title for right now, but that's because we got a whole new studio thing going on here and you'll see it when I start making videos in here. Um, and so the idea here is the book, whether it's the book, whether it's this, whether it's the videos I post on YouTube, our Facebook group, um, teacher talk, what is the Facebook? teacher talk community? Oh yeah. So no, the what's real the Reynolds teacher talk real Reynolds teacher talk, uh, which is a whole community of of amazing people. I know, I don't know, why I forget that all the time. People on Facebook. So even if you don't have a Facebook account, you should go on Facebook just to be a part of the group because it really, if nothing else, I feel like it gives folks a place to be who you are. Um, so that you can become what you're called to be, because we all we think that teaching is a calling. And so we're just trying to create uh, abilities for, for that. Um, if this is not enough, I can come to your school virtually or in person and speak there. Uh, I can um, do mentor calls for you. You can go right on our website, realrapidsreynolds.com. You can find all of the stuff there to be able to do the, um, to, to be able to go on and do uh, like live mentoring calls with me where I will call you on the phone and we will talk about your classroom, we'll talk about that kid in the back, talk about that parent, talk about the lesson plans, all that stuff is available as well um and that's it guys it's 2021 i just saw on the internet that this is the year that the first mad max movie took place so for those of you that don't mad max i mean edie and james p don't know who that is and john lopez um but i just thought that was nuts um are you getting everything squared away all right so let me explain to you how this is going to happen this week we've got it a bit more dialed in right we're trying. Two weeks ago, we did this live through <laughs> Zoom so that I can speak to people if they choose to. So this week, what, what, what some of the feedback we got was that um, folks didn't like that they couldn't see the questions because they want to interact or provide some feedback or they're not sure what was being talked about. So here's how this is going to work. And we're going to try this. We're going to try and like get this moving in the right direction. If you have a question and you want to ask it on Zoom, which means you would come on with me for face-to-face, -face, sort of screen to screen. Um, there's a link at the top of the chat. Just enter your question in there and your name, and you'll be provided the address to go to for Zoom, right? And we'll get through as many of those as we can. 
once I go on with someone. So let's say Tracy Pinter came on and she had a question and we were talking about that. Edie is going to put Edie, you know, everyone loves me, helper Edie. Edie is going to put um, that question in the chat also so that everyone knows what we're talking about so that you can provide uh, feedback as well. This is not, you know, even though this is basically the Reynolds show, this is a communal activity. This is not just me. Teaching is a communal activity. So if you have something to say, if you're thinking about something, if you have a follow-up question, please put those in the chat because you are not the only one that is thinking about this. Um, but or, or and, and your your voice matters. It's it's really important that that it be there. If you have a question you just want to ask, um, put that in the chat. Put Q or question next to it. Just helps us find the easier, easier, uh, easier. And Edie will put those uh, in the queue as well, right? So, like, if you so either way, whether you're on Zoom or just in the chat with your question, um, those questions will be in there so that everybody can participate in 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 talking about those as well. Does that um, make sense? Okay. So I'm confused, but Edie said she's like, I realize I need the new Zoom info for the form. I oh, can't no. use it till I have that. I also need an email. So I emailed her the link to, is that what she wanted? Yeah, uh, so I can confused. give it to her right now. I did, I emailed it to her. Oh, oh the link for this Zoom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Edie, I'm gonna send it to you right now. I'm um, so confused. There's too much tech involved in this new, new way. It's too googly for um, me. And we're gonna have, uh, those mod those new I, moderators aren't I know I in know. yet, are they? They're there. I just haven't. Okay, cool. So we're gonna have so also if you need anything else before I jump in, I know this is a little bit of a mess, a little bit more of a mess than usual, but I will be done in 15 seconds talking about this. If you need help, if you have a question, if you're looking for insight, if like there are certain people in the chat have a little wrench next to their name. Um, so like Tracy Pinter is one of those people, uh, Unicorns Rock is one of those people, um, Kate Sleepy Teacher, like, and not everyone's here every week, but like when they are here, if they have a little wrench next to their name, that is someone you can go to. And there's going to be a number of new people with little wrenches next to their name. And that is like the, uh, the, I don't know, it's kind of like the street team. They're the folks that are, um, that are here to help direct you in the way that is going to be the most beneficial for you. What's that? I don't know. It's going to be great. I'm I'm feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling overwhelmed at this moment, but you have some nice merch on there, though. Thanks. I got the crop top on. You got the crop top. I wanted to wear the crop top sweatshirt because I've been eating so much junk food that I my belly doesn't fit. You know the problem with sweatpants is they grow with you. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, what do we uh? So you have a question, or are we still figuring I'm, that out? I don't. I'm. It's overwhelmed. cool. Don't be overwhelmed. I think I'm in an old thing and I didn't mean to be in. All right. Okay. I just realized I'm in an old one, but I don't know where the new one is. Would you like me to figure out a way to fill time right now? Yeah, so go we can for get it. This. All right. Um, so I don't want, this is not to jump over anyone else's question, um, but just to, as a way to like keep, keep the train moving. Um, Scott Ordway's on here. I'm going to go live with him real quick because Scott Ordway oh. basically has the first question every single week okay. anyway. Yeah, Because um, he's an on-time machine. Scott Ordway, I'm letting you in now. Train moving. Um, Scott Ordway's on here. I'm going to go live. What's with up, him Scott? Scott Ordway basically oh has the first question every single week. I don't know why it's anymore. making me. Oh, because Scott um, has me. He's an on-time machine. Scott Ordway, I'm letting you in. Oh, wait, no. That was me. There we go. 
I think our sound situation is fixed. What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, no. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, you're muted. You're muted upon entry. Oh, it's there a... we go. I was just testing you to see if you were going to be back in the swing for school tomorrow. Just what it feels like. Right? I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. This is making me nervous now. <laughs> many, many ceilings and foreheads are depending on me being ready for school tomorrow. So, yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Okay, well, I, well, I, I finished all my running last year, but I'm still going. So that's why I'm all sweaty. But... Uh, Feels good still. Feels good. Amazing, man. Amazing. How, so what was the hard, so you ran 365 days in a row, right? Well, 366. Um, okay. Cause all right. So one, is there an end point or are you just, you're just running like forest now? Um, I do like Dr. Pepper. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of like this as a person. Well, I've gone this long. Let's just see how long we can go. Yeah. So Maybe 500, maybe 10,000. I don't know yet. Yeah, that's I did. And then I got to 403 and I was like, I, I felt I like, I felt like Forrest Gump. I was like, I just, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, <laughs> it's just not amusing to me. Um, but now, now I'm sitting here like, bro, I, I should be out there. I should go on a run for many miles right now. Um, what is, uh, what was the, what was the thing you learned? What was like, were there any lessons that came out of doing this or like something that you took away from it? Um, well, I, I remember when I watched you kind of explaining and I, I think what you said was something to the effect of if I'm just a regular person and I and anybody can like, if anybody can do it, I can do it. And that's, that's super cliche. Everybody always says, oh, well, if I could do it, anybody can do it. But you're yeah. like, as you would say, bro, I'm telling you right now, that is the truth. And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty reasonable. So it, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to go play in the NBA. Like if you work hard enough, you'll get it. No, that's not true. That's not true for everything. But in this case, it really is a small sacrifice. It's what minimum 10 minutes a day. Like if yeah. I can't do 10 minutes a day, then what are we doing here? So it actually was not as hard as I thought to, yeah. uh, to do it. It's I, I felt like it was finding the time to fit it in. And so like having to get up a little bit earlier, having to stay up a little bit later, thinking it's 11 o'clock at night and being like, oh crap, I didn't run yet today. And then like having to go do it, it showed me that I can fit things in. I can get more done in a day than I thought. Um, and I can stick to something, right? I'm not like, you know, always good. I'm either too good at sticking to stuff and I become like obsessive about it or I just am like, oh yeah, I'm not really going to do that. Um, but that was really fun too. Um, yeah, man. Well, look, dude, that's incredible. I can't, you know, I, I think that it's so impressive that, uh, that I, I, people are doing it like that, that that's happening. That's fantastic, man. Um, is there anything else you wanted to, to bring to this kind of question or are you just coming on the table? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Last thing on the running thing. Yeah, I went go. running the, I went running the day my son was born. I, we, got, we went to the hospital at like, 10 o'clock. And so once like 1am rolled around, I was like, well, it's technically the last day. Who knows like when, uh, when he's going to actually be born. So I better go now. So I went barefoot around the, uh, around the hospital. So I was like, okay, if I could do it then, then really anybody can do it. I love it. Yeah. That was, uh, I went, you know, the opposite of that on the day that my grandmother passed away and the day that my father-in-law passed away. And that was crazy. Cause I just thought like, it, and yeah. Cause it's like, no matter what, like, that's the deal. That's the deal you make with yourself is no matter what. 
um, that days that I lost students. Um, and those days were just like, it was like, it can't get any worse than this, right? Like the weather isn't going to, you know, isn't going to, or the fact that I'm tired isn't going to be worse than this. So if I can run on those days, I can literally run through anything, like nothing's going to stop me. And so that was really, that was a good like moment for me as well. So for sure. What do you got, brother? Okay. So my question I, I wrote in, what are, it doesn't have to be teaching related necessarily, but what are some either audiobooks or podcasts you've been listening to lately? Uh, I guess new ones that you maybe you haven't talked about yet that are inspiring that we should all check out. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I podcasts, I just listened to a podcast. Um, so I, I listened to literally almost every single podcast that Matthew McConaughey did recently. Um, he had a new book that came out, right? That I don't know why I got it. Like, you know, I mean, there's no one that doesn't like Matthew McConaughey, but um, for some reason, like, I really wanted to get his book. I read it. I really, really liked it. It's really easy to read. It's like just kind of fun. It makes you just like, I don't know, just makes life feel better. Um, and then, so I listened to all the podcasts that he was on. And then I recently listened to, I'm trying to look it up so I could tell you which one it was. Um, but Rob Deerdeck was on a podcast and I, that is someone that I just like, so I watched Robin Big when I was younger. I watched Fantasy Factory. I've seen Ridiculousness. I just thought he was a jackass. I just thought he was like like a doof that somehow, like, it was one of those shows where you're like, bro, how did you even get, like, how are you even, like, making this much money, doing this much stuff? He's so low-key brilliant in a way that, like, even if you're not into business, it just makes you, it, it's just, there's something about him. My wife and I were just talking about this yesterday. How I don't really have language for it, but there are just certain people in the world that when you hang out with them, there's some type of light that comes from them or energy or like there's just this vibe where you kind of just want to be around them, right? Like they just make things more fun. You, they are easy to talk to. They never make you feel bad about yourself. It's never a drag. You're never like, oh, God, they're coming. Oh, man. Because um, I have enough of those people in my life, too. Deer Deck is just another one of those people that I think is so low key. He, he almost never does interviews, but there's like a handful of interviews you can find of his online that are really, really worth it. I'd say if I was going to start with one, um, his interview on impact theory with Tom Bilyeu, which is a podcast that I really, really like, uh, is a really good place to start because because one of the good things that Bill you does is he gives you someone's whole list of achievements in the front. So they're not just going to sit there and talk about those achievements the whole time. It's like, all right, no, we already know all this great stuff about you. What are we really talking about? And it helps you to get like into the weeds faster. And I, that's, that's where I would start. So great. cool, man. Well, look, it was good to hang out with you. Um, and are you laughing at me? It's funny. All right. Thanks. I'm just talking to Scott Ordway over here. He's in the woods. Clearly, look at him. He's running on the lake. Um, all right, brother. I will talk to you soon. I'll see you. I'll probably see you next week. Congrats all on right, the baby. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was good. I, I dropped that one. I know. I, I screwed that one up. As um, a mama, that's like my, that's the thing I heard. <laughs> what's next, dude? Um, I don't know what order. Let's answer a question because I don't know what that's Go ahead. On. We're figuring okay. it out. No yes. one is unimportant, which everyone's is. Yeah, there's a new, so you have to do whatever, you got to do things again. There's a new and better link up there. And I'm sorry if it was, got all kinds of wacky, but this is what, this is a, this is exactly what school's like every day. I want you to know when you're doing kid life, 
Oh, this is why I'm not a teacher. This is why I, this is why I have to change my shirt sometimes <laughs> yeah. in between classes. I'm like, oh, bro, it got real hot in here. Go ahead. Okay. Vince Weber is asking, does it matter to school districts where I get my degree? I am currently considering either a private university or a nonprofit online university. The private university is very expensive, obviously, and the online university is significantly cheaper. So Vince was on with us. I don't know if it was the night that I tested or the night that we actually did the live feed um, on Zoom for the first time, but Vince is a community college student from Ohio. And so this is a question for everyone. I told, I, he emailed me this and I told him I was going to ask everyone. How important was where you went to school to the place where you finally got mm-hmm. a, a, a job, right? So like, did the school that hired you care about where you went to college? So in essence, Vince is saying like the virtual school, the online uh, college is significantly cheaper and is like probably like in some ways a better fit than actually going to a physical building. Um, Did that matter for people? My take on this was I've helped interview tons and tons of people for the, for the school that I work at in Philadelphia. Um, I never, ever, I look to see if someone has a master's degree or a doctorate, but I only ever really look at like that. They like for that, I never look at where someone went to school. The only thing that would really stand out to me is if someone went to like a really like, you know, something that a nationally recognized college. So if they went to Harvard or Yale or Stanford or something along those lines. Um, But other than that, like, I think that sometimes colleges are so territorial that where I went, I went to Rowan University in Glassboro, New Jersey. And if you live in my area, everybody knows where Rowan is. If I go to Delaware, nobody knows what the hell Rowan is. If I go to California, nobody knows what Rowan University is. Um, Philly has some schools that are like, like Temple is a little bit more nationally known. Um, but sometimes that's just cause somebody went there like Bob or Bill Cosby went to Temple, but I'll tell you what, you know, who went to Rowan university, Patty Smith went to Rowan university. And that's way cooler. I think than having Bill Cosby go to your school. So because the night I'm going to sing now for you, I'm going to sing Patty Smith songs. Don't do that. Um, cool. So, it, uh, the so Vince, your answers should be in the chat. So people are, if you could just share, like, did it matter to your school where you went to school um, or not? Anything else? You're working on something over there. Uh, I don't even know. Take your time. I just don't understand. Like, so Edie said, questions in the spreadsheet are for Zoom, unless I put that they are not there in the chat. I just don't. I'm so out of sorts now. Like. Okay. I don't know. This is clearly one of those occasions where we should have, I should have handled yes. this ahead of time because mm-hmm. your face is getting all red. Now. And I don't want to do it. I just opt out then. I go, I don't want to do it. Okay. See ya. I gotcha. You know what you need? Have a hot dog. I bought this hot dog at five below the other day. And you can do this. Why? So I can beat you with it? No. And if that's the truth, yes. <laughs> Moving on to our next question. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Jacob Lowe was asking, hoping to move up from fifth grade to high school this fall. Do you think this? So I think these are zooms. I think that was Vincent was Vincent Weber was Zoom. real quick, and I can do this. Sure, but I I'm telling oh, you. Oh, Vince was I, on Zoom. Yes, I'm supposed to be on Zoom. Zoom. Got it. As and Jacob Lowe is on Zoom as well. Okay, so this is what I'll do. I'm going to take Jacob Lowe's question now on Zoom since he's next on here. Even though I do see another name on there, um, we'll do that. 
Do you want to do a call real quick? Yeah. All right. Got it. Okay. Um, Jacob, you're up, buddy. Jacob Lowe, can you hear me? I catch you off guard, perhaps? Maybe. Oh, there we go. What's up, brother? Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I got to change my setting. Go for it. And you have some kind of warning light so people know. Can you hear me now? I, I can. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. This has been a really short but really good break for me. So I'm excited yep. to be back doing this again. Um, what's going on? Uh, so I'm, uh, I teach fifth grade now. Uh, trying to move up to high school next year to teach social studies. And because social studies is uh, pretty saturated, uh, like English is in my area, I don't know if that's a nationwide thing. Yep. We're diamond dozen over here. So I'm wondering if my previous experience in teaching fifth grade will be a benefit or a not benefit, I guess, going into interviews, going into being hired. Because, you know, I, I like this new job. Yeah, I, look, I think experience is experience. I think for sure um, there's, there's going to be a shift. But it's yeah. knowing how to engage children, I think, is the game. It's knowing how to make content relevant. It's knowing how to make school a place where kids want to be, where they feel seen and feel heard. And so I think that, you know, of course, there's going to be like a learning curve and there's going to be stuff that you need to know how to do that you don't do. Like there's there's most certainly things that fifth graders are figuring out in life. There's ways that you have to do rules and in sort of like modified behavior that's going to be different in high school. But um, I don't think that it's going to be, I, I think that it would benefit you um, because to me, it feels like the energy level of a fifth grade is going to be, it's going to be more, but in a different way than in the 10th grade. So I, I feel like it would, you know, I, I would be excited to have someone do that. Um, yeah, so I, I I don't see a downside from that. I'm wondering if anyone in the chat is gonna is gonna say something different or or, or something along those lines. But yeah, so um, I may have asked this before, but why? So why that move? What what makes that exciting to you? Uh, well, I always wanted to teach high school, but this internship program uh, that I'm in right now uh, was for elementary only, and I was a para at an elementary school. So like, all right, I can be I can be elementary for a little while. You know, the money's nice. I like being in elementary, but long-term it's always been high school. Yeah. So do you teach um, all classes in, in the fifth grade or just yeah. one? I do everything. Okay. All right. So I remember, like, I know when I was in fifth grade as a kid, like we had a teacher except for like music and art and stuff like that. Um, but my kids with like the school that they would be going to, it's all separate. Like they'd be moving classes like it was high school. Oh. And so I just think that's, it's, interesting to me like depending on where you where you live how that kind of works out but yeah, i do everything uh, except the music the art that thing yeah so no uh singing songs or throwing to playing the parachute game for you uh only if engagement's really bad that day yeah i really i think i think all teachers should have that parachute i mean everyone that grew up you know what i'm talking about right like yeah. did you grow up with this like yeah. everyone that had that as a kid it was the most magical thing ever so it's a little clubhouse yeah, yeah, it was the best thing ever. 
Um, but <clears throat> cool, man. Look, I hope that helps. And I hope that you're, uh, I hope the rest of this year is awesome for you. Yeah. I'm just trying to make it to the interviews. That's it. That's it, brother. Oh, a few weeks. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Cool. Thank you. Later, man. Um, cool. All right. So my wife is figuring out how in the world to work this situation. So I'm going to go to the next question that's on my, that's on my list here. Um, Ray is asking, how do you teach elaboration? Um, so I think if we're talking about getting kids to sort of flesh out what they're thinking or feeling or like not having like a one word answer, um, I think it's curious. So one of the, here's one of the things I've been doing to, because I, I have a minimum number of, of sentences. Let's say, let's start here. If a student has to do a journal entry, there's a minimum number of sentences, usually between five and eight for time's sake. Um, but some kids get stuck and they only write three. So I think there's a couple things you can do. One is you can give kids starter sentences. You can give them ideas and say like, hey, what if it was, um, so like, what's the time that you almost got in trouble and you narrowly got away? And they might say, uh, I don't know. Um, I almost got caught for cheating on a test or for something like that, right? Um, watch this light to really wait on me to do that. Um, the, so it's, it's about getting them to think like, who was there? Where, when was this? Um, what did the room look like? Who was the teacher? What was the assignment? What subject were you in? Um, it's, it's having a more full and complete story without having a whole bunch of extraneous details, but having something that really works. And so I think that two places to make this work, aside from that, aside from the sentence starters and the questions that are going to lead them to a better answer, um, with our classes, sometimes we look at, uh, stand-up comedy. So if you look at a joke that someone tells on stage, they are clear and concise and they tell not a super, it doesn't have to be super long and elaborate the story, but it does give you um, a bit of like, it gives you enough information so that you can visualize what's going on. And so that's what students need to know. I think sometimes is like, can, are you giving enough information? So we have a complete idea of what is happening there. The other thing that we've been using, and I'm not affiliated with them in any way, is Flipgrid. So instead of writing journals, sometimes I'll have kids say their journals and they only get 60 seconds, two minutes, whatever the, the time limit is. So they can't just go on this tear and tell you about this one time in fifth grade and it takes like the whole rest of your life to hear the story. They are held to a time limit, but then you can talk about how like, well, look, when you tell me what it was like you wrote two sentences on the thing, but then when I ask you to share in class, you have this long elaborate tale. It's about heading kids to see the difference in those two things and how they can, you know, how what you're saying is actually what you should be writing. Like don't think too much about what you're writing, just write it out because that's the practice we're, we're, we're exercising that muscle. Um, and so that's how I, I do that usually. Um, what's up? I don't know what question you just said. Okay. That was Ray. Oh, so. um, there you go. So, um, Mr. Group Goosebumps is asking: In U.S., do you have to have certain degree to be a teacher, or can you teach in whatever degree you have? Uh, I so I think sometimes these questions um, depend on. So I'd be interested in in whether anyone in the chat knows an answer for this. Is what you're 
in the United States, um, do you have to have a degree for what you're teaching? I think you have to have certification in whatever you're teaching, but I know any number of like folks that are, um, that are like teachers in, uh, that, that have like education, like that went to school for English and they're teaching social studies that went to school for math, but they're teaching science. Um, the other thing is it depends on where you teach. So you can get emergency certification at any number of schools. If you teach like, and a lot of like, um, title one schools. So, so what that means is like that, the, those schools are typically in poor socioeconomic, socioeconomic, gosh, am I really, I'm really winning on this right now, but like in sort of like poor neighborhoods, right? So like, and that could be urban, it could be really rural, but there are just certain places that like receive title one funding. They have trouble a lot of times getting teachers, keeping teachers. And so there is there are stipulations that are that are created to, to allow those teachers to kind of um, teach in those areas as well. So, and that wouldn't have to do with your, you, I think you have to have a college education, but your certification can be something that you get along the way. It could be something that um, is, ex, you know, expedited and, and it takes a much shorter amount of time to get. So there's, it really depends on, on where you are as well. And we don't have nobody wants to talk to us. They just want to talk to themselves in this uh, very active. That's fine with me. Do you got anybody waiting to go on Zoom? I mean, we. Um, I did, that. but I didn't know who it was, and if it's not, so I don't we'll want to accept someone on Zoom if I don't know. You answered his um, question, but it was supposed to be a Zoom. Oh, that was my bad. And that's all. Cool. All right. So, um, I'm wondering, you know, with 2020 being such a tough year for so many people, um. What are you looking forward to in 2021? And did I just put you on the spot and ask you a question? Well, I'm not a teacher. I don't really know if you were asking me or not. I, I, 2020, I don't, I don't have any, first of all, 2020 was just a, a weird year for me personally. I keep saying when I reflect back, it's like I lived two different lives. My brother died. Our book came out. We had like amazing business things that happened to us that like impacted our life in a really beautiful way. But I'm still reeling from the fact that I lost my dad and brother within seven months of each other. It just feels crazy yeah. to me. And so could I say that it sucked? Yeah, could I? But it didn't. Like, I feel like sometimes I feel like an imposter in my own joy. Like I have this joy, but I have like this deep, deep underlying sorrow that like, I sometimes I just feel like an imposter in my joy, but I just think it's a beautiful like dance of both the things. I don't have any expectations for 2021. I just think you just keep going, keep growing, keep, keep doing better. And that's it. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. This is like huge expectation that people put in the news on media, like in the next year, I just don't buy it. I'm glad I definitely don't do that put huge expectations on the year but not expectations like playing. but like a perfect like there's it's gonna not have any heartache or so sorrow that yeah. to me is bothersome that, i just think that's is. life because it's like everyone yells at like Thanks, this is going to be my year but then it's when so their silly. year comes it's like it can still be your year even like, it still might have been sorrow year, and right? the heartache and the difficulties and, and the tragedies it's like so it can still be great it's you know because i, I would say this after losing both your dad and your brother, it really made me look at our family and go, no, we need to like do more things together. And COVID kind of stopped that a lot, right? Like we couldn't do as much as we wanted to do. Um, but it is, 
this feeling of like, um, no, how exciting to like, it's going to make me dive in deeper with my own family this year because I went through this kind of loss. Yeah. So, yeah, but um, I have someone up here. I don't know if they're on the, on the John, but you're answering people. Yes, you are being so sweet. Thank you, everyone. Um, uh, answer on here, like a question on here? Yeah. Let's see if you can put it in there. I don't know where it is. Do you see if you see? No, it? I don't know what's oh, going yeah. on. Well, there's lots. Of you, but see, you don't have access. See this? I don't like that you don't have access to the chat, like the YouTube chat. I do. Right. I can see the YouTube chat on here, right here. We're really, we're really winning right now. I mean, we're fine. Look, it's more low-key <coughs> conversation fault. time going on. Yeah, but there's not a lot of questions either. Okay. Um, so I'm going to answer this? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know what it is. Could it be anything. Go, go. All right. Click off. It's bad. Who's coming in? What's up, Joel and Audrey? Uh-oh, I don't think you know that I'm here. You're on your own. Who's waiting in Zoom? It's connecting to their audio. I don't know what's happening. It'll right get now. there. Just give it a second. It's technology. It's got to go up to like space and back. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? I don't think. They know you're on? I don't know if that was working. I'm sorry. I don't know what was happening there. Um, if you try if, again. Yeah, we can try again. Um, Oh, Amy Russell. <laughs> what is she asking? I removed the tag from my new pillows. Will the popo come for me now? Yes. 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 I tell my students and for that. Because um, I just removed tags as yeah, well. <laughs> you can get removed for removing tags under penalty of law uh, on, on pillows and mattresses, um, which is really hilarious. That was what uh, P. It really Herman. states that on there, huh? That's what P. Herman got. Or the guy. I thought from, it was book finds. Library no, finds. No, it was P. Herman's. The guy that he met that uh, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure got arrested for removing the tags from pillows. Um, that's what he said he went to jail for. Um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to, to 2021 in, in a million ways. Um, I just think 2020, with all the heartbreak, I mean, for us, it was a really good year. And, and that's, it's almost, it's hard to admit that sometimes because you feel like, because it was a bad year for other folks, um, like it's hard to have joy in the midst of someone else's sorrow or heartbreak. But um, and although we've known have joy in my in the midst of my like when I have yeah, the but you there know, was some just... but but in a year like this, it was it was different because it was like first of all a global pandemic, so people that lost people to yeah. to COVID oh, was one people that lost their jobs, people that we know that lost their businesses, that their restaurants closed. I mean, my brother hasn't had a real job since March because, you he know, my brother for... does sound and lights for bands um, all over the world. Well, and conferences and, and, yeah. and all that. And so stuff. all that shut down. And so now he's like, you know, just trying to figure out work. Um, the, and then, but for us, it, you know, and, and things like Black Lives Matter, uh, all the protests, all the rioting, all the change and the transformation that came out of that movement. It was like, that was really difficult as well. Um, so it's hard to admit that some good things happen sometimes when some, when like with all the political stuff, with all the fires in the West, with all the fires that happened in Australia, like there's just so much that has happened. Um, that's hard to say. Yes. Like, 
this has been good. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next year, not because 2020 was such a train wreck, but because I'm just looking forward to it because I'm blessed to be able to live another year. Um, yeah, I think I'm at a weird place with my age too. That's part of it. Uh, Maisha Hutchinson said something I liked. She said, because everything is so polarized through social media, television, through all forms of media, it was just hard for people to feel anything without feeling scrutiny, uh, to to scrutinize uh, simultaneously. Yeah, it's it, it was a weird thing. Like, I feel like there was so much judgment flying everywhere yeah. for good, for bad, for anything. It was like it you were just scrutinized for everything. Yeah, and it was all or nothing. Yeah. Like that idea of cancel culture of like if you don't one hundred percent agree with what's going on, then you're you're out. We're and done with you. It's just deeper and bigger than that. It always is, yeah. right? That's like just like with students. Like when you have a problem with someone, it's not just like a one off kind of um, kind of thing. Uh, I have a question for you. There's, there's one else. Lost it. It's, oh. get, it's getting deep in the weeds and not just saying you're done with someone, not just not following them anymore, but saying like, can I challenge what you're saying? Can we, can we talk about this and, and having the conversation? But that's hard. It seems hard to put your to put your flag in the, in the sand and to say like, no, this is where I stand, right? Like, and I'm not going to deal with that anymore. Yeah. And that, that is important sometimes, right? But I think the harder road... That. Yes. But did that happen at the end of some discernment of some conversation of, of some dialogue about something? Cause that is really, really difficult. Yeah. What's the question? And um, then, uh, my girl, Laura Green's on here. Oh, in a second too. Ooh, fun. Um, Noah Cope cop cop is asking, um, CJ, what will you be doing in your classroom to start off the semester next week? Are you diving into content right away? I am. I don't. I don't dilly dally around in school. Dilly, I really just. You know, I'm getting older. You when are I because say, you critique me when I have dilly said dilly dally. <laughs> that's where I got. It's your fault. It's no. your fault. That I say dilly dally. Sweet. Um, I do dive right in the content, but I do it. I try and do it in a fun way. So, um, we are. So we we're supposed to read. We read novels. I read five to six novels a year with my students, and um, instead of that, I think we're going to shift to short stories. Uh, it has been a very tumultuous year in our school for a million reasons and in our neighborhood and just in life in general, that I think sometimes teaching long form content. So like having, um, teaching a novel, teaching a play that like, if somebody's out for a week, if somebody is checked out and is going through something hard or they don't want to do the work or they're, you know, it's, and you're, you can't engage with them like I normally do at school. If you're four weeks into a five-week unit and then the test is coming up, bro, you just, you're, it's a disaster. So if I could make little mini units, still teach all the stuff I need to teach, but in stories that might take a week. So I'd say a week because I only see my students two days a week. Um, and then they're staggered. But like it is, if I can see them two days a week, it takes four classes to get through something. And then on that fourth class, there's an assessment. Um I think that makes, it's like more bite size. I think we're really rigging the game for students to win if we do that, instead of having something that is like a unit that's so drawn out. And that's really just because of the fact that I'm teaching 100% virtual, that it's it's too difficult to do something otherwise. So that's, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, and then I just will, you know, use stupid stuff in there. Like you got these little hands the other day. Um, that I will use in class 
for I don't know what yet, but five below was a treasure trove of magical stuff the other day, like this messed up looking wiener. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go to our buddy. All right, you have a few more questions too. I cool. I don't know. She had a question though. What's up, Laura Green? Such a you're lie. muted still. I gotta fix that so people aren't muted upon entry. Yeah. So it throws everyone off. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Um, I, ever since you told me that people call you by your full name all the time, I, it's hard for me <laughs> not to do it and just say. I don't know. I think there should be a study, but that's just uh, the way it is. <laughs> awesome. So I first wanted to say real quick uh, yeah. to Jenny, like we are very similar. My go-to is like shut down. Like if I get a little overwhelmed, I'm like, I'm out, I'm done. It's really hard to do when you're like live on YouTube. <laughs> you know, I said to Edie in the other room, I go, Great. I go, now that everybody saw my like online temper tantrum, I said, hooray, I'll yell at CJ and literally beat him with this hot dog later for. No, oh. it was perfect. Cause that's exactly how I feel right now. Like I go back to school tomorrow and we're um, face to face. And so uh, I'm trying really hard to like do something today, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to do anything. Today. <laughs> no. Sometimes doing nothing is something though. Like just the idea of like, I have one more day to kind of like procrastinate and like, or just, I don't know, relax or be, or as long as that doesn't build anxiety. But that's the move, right? I think that switching of how you're thinking about that from, am I procrastinating or no? I'm like, I know it gets real starting tomorrow. I know it's full game on. And my, even my spring break is like three days this year, something ridiculous. Um, So it's, I know what awaits me. So I'm like soaking up all of this, like peace and quiet for the moment um, where I, it was really funny last week. I was even getting, I would get an email would pop through on my phone that from a student or a parent or something like that. And then I guess my robo reminder went to them and was like, Hey, just so you know, like I'm on break this week, I'll get back to you as soon as school goes back. And then they would respond to that and say like, well, I was just asking real quick if you can answer this. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't just personally send that to you. Like it just was like a robo response. And then they, then they got the robo response again. And some people would answer back again. I know you already sent me that email. Like I already, I heard you the first time and it's like, Oh, like you're really going through it right now. And I'm like, you know, that's why they always have those disclaimers. Like this is an automatic, like this is an automated, whatever, please don't reply. Yes. That is my lesson has been learned now that that is, that's what I should be doing. Um, their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I think that it is, you know, I just think that is a time of the year that is like, um, I don't think teachers do breaks very well all the time, right? Like so many people um, work through break. Uh, and I thought about it. I was going to make a video about, I was going to make a video that came out the day after wait, Christmas. Wait a minute. Let's just, let's just, let me just poke fun at you there. You were going to make a video? <gasps> wow. Just kidding. Well, I haven't made that. Vin- Stop <laughs> hitting you that hot dog. I know. It's just <laughs> I love this thing. This is my favorite. <laughs> we don't need questions anymore. We just need yeah. like the duel or the banter of Reynolds online. Jenny. Oh gosh. Like, you may look like a hot a hoagie now. It looks like a cheesecake. <laughs> a good stress uh, reliever. It, 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 these are great. I, I use them in school all the time. Um, I, I couldn't get it. Like, I, I mean, you teach a bunch of boys, don't you? 
Yeah. I feel like a hot dog is a real risky choice. Oh, sure. Just so is a banana. The old one was oh. a banana. <laughs> it's hilarious. It may, it's that much more funny, though, because you just make believe, like, you didn't think of it. Like, bro, what? It's just a, it's just it's a, hot, just dog. a hot dog. Like, I thought you'd be like, I'm teaching health now. Yeah, because everything <laughs> goes there with kids, right? You could oh, yeah. see anything, and they get all weird about it, and it's just like, you know, everything, because they're, they're, you know, puberty machines. And so everything them. goes there. And they, everything becomes, so then I start thinking like that. We'll watch shows and I'm like, oh my God, I really hang out with 14 year olds like way yeah. too much. Or so. like you know of a show before and then you like, for some reason it was a real random day and we decided like I, my room was gifted a Ferris Bueller's day off and it's oh. like PG or PG 13. And it was a bunch of my upperclassmen. And uh, I remember watching it as a kid. I'm like, oh, it's fine. But then I was like, no, this is not fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like certain fine. stuff in it where it's just like, yeah, you forget. Um, but they, so my, I find that my students, so I get a lot of questions about this actually. We're like, there's certain music that we listen to, certain movies that we watch. Um, and and folks are like, how can you watch that? So, I mean, there's been some pretty racy stuff like American History X I've watched with my students oh. multiple times. And yeah. yeah, and like the whole thing, no no cutting out anything, right? Right, but, I know, that's what I said. Yeah, when he but here's, and so that is not, so I don't always talk about this stuff online because sometimes people do stuff that I do and then they're like, I got in trouble for that. And I'm like, well, you need to figure out like, but if I'm dealing with senior, juniors or seniors, my students grow up a hell of a lot faster than a lot of other kids do in the world. And to be able to have that conversation with kids about race, about extremes, all the good stuff that it's like, not just getting caught on the fact that it's like white supremacy and Nazis and what's happening to the people in the movies. It's like, it is creating a space to have a dialogue about this and not being afraid of it, but actually looking at it as a tool um, and then there are some movies that like, I've gotten like permission to show like to like, so that particular movie, if people have not watched it, there's a very crazy moment in the, in the prison that happens. And, and the, and the, and when, what the guy gets sent to prison for like the whole curb stomping moment, like oh. that is, it's like having those conversations though, I think is so important. And, and instead in the moment when culture is putting something out how are we responding to it and teaching young people to not just like, we don't just watch it. We pause it. We talk about it before we talk about it after you're, you learn how to dialogue with the content that you're, that you're consuming. And that's something that like, I've really worked hard on in my, with my own kids, with my students is like, we, and we do it all the time. We can't go through a 30 minute show in less than 60 minutes. Cause no, it's we like, take a very we just pause, like, no, we, we got to talk about that. That was so stupid or that was ridiculous or that was a really good point. Or you know what that made me think of? So we're like annotating as we're watching Netflix too. So. Which uh, is such a skill. I mean, like, it's not like you make it sound so easy, but it's terrifying, but I feel like I've taken so much time already. I was just going to come on and like help you out a little bit. Seemed like you guys were struggling a little. And yeah. I just was wanting to know if you had a new mantra for this new type of teaching or a new, like new year's resolution. That's all. Yeah. Well, I don't think a mantra, but I think today's like our church service was really interesting and it focused on like beast mode, but the idea of like, I think when people think beast mode, they think of like hustling, right? Like that yeah. Gary B, like busy, 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 work, work, work. And it's not about that. It's like the idea of more inward. Like what are your 
it's beast mode for yourself, for your own professional development, for your own emotional development as a human being. And I just love that idea of, yeah, go and beast mode hustle kind of like for yourself. And what comes out of that will be the byproduct of yeah all the hustle and things that you Which want. Which is what but. we, so I love when this happens. Sometimes our, sometimes the sermons at our church, I just think are like, um, I just wonder why everybody else shows up to hear me get spoken to because I'm just like, oh, that was clearly just for me. I don't, thanks everybody for attending uh, <laughs> my, this, you my, know, conference. my, my uh, therapy session here. But it is really what I'm thinking a lot about is like, I, I hear from so many teachers that they have problems with, let's say classroom management. And I think classroom management is more about having confidence than it is about having like really good strategies and procedures and stuff like that. That if you have the confidence to walk into a room to control and, and finesse and really talk to kid. If you have the vulnerability to be able to really empathize with someone and listen to someone like that takes courage to do that. So I think classroom management is far more a confidence and courage issue than it is a strategies issue. Yeah. And so how then does, I think then it becomes even more important for educators to work on themselves to become the best version of yourself and then show up as that version to your classroom then to learn all these kind of strategies and then show up with that. Um, because I think we have to take more onus on the fact that a lot of the problems that are happening in classrooms are, they're not just financially based. It's not just because your, your admin doesn't support you. It's not just because, you know, whatever excuse, those do matter. But I think that there's so much more about the inner work that we need to do as educators that is really going to benefit our students and benefit ourselves. And so that's Which is almost an oxymoron because we're always, you know, told it's for the kids, for the kids, for the yeah. kids. And I always like, and I think that's what drew me to your channel. Is I'm a big guy. Like if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So like yeah. we're all mamas of our classrooms. Exactly. <laughs> I'll hop off now, but thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. Laura Green. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be able to not call her Laura I know. Green. Well, she started it. Um, all right. What do you got? Oh, um, sorry. Next question. Uh, Amanda is asking, I'm starting student teaching tomorrow morning yes. via Google Meet, and I am nervous about connecting with the students when they are not mandated to have their cameras on. They are in a rural area. What are some ideas to connect with them? Find out what your students are interested in and then go get interested in it, right? This is like, I say it a million times and I, I'll keep saying it again. So here's, let's talk about real quick, how do you find out what the heck kids are interested in, right? Um, I think some of it is just paying attention and some of it is asking earnest questions. What we, <clears throat> um, so last night we have friends over um, and our friend's little daughter uh, came in the house and all the parents are talking in the kitchen. I don't know if you noticed that I did this. All, all, everyone was, we're all talking in the kitchen and stuff like that. And Brody's old enough now that he's in there chopping it up because we're talking about Star Wars and VR and stuff like that. And it was really fun. Marley's doing her own thing like Marley always does. But Olivia was kind of like out of the moment for a moment, which is fine, right? Like it's not like kids have to be entertained all the time. But I just went in there and I said, Olivia, what did you get for Christmas? Oh, I didn't even And see she it. goes, no I got a new, I got a new tablet. And so I say, oh, and so I sit, so she is on the couch. So I sat down like in a dining room chair and I always, this is, this is like the pose. This is the pose uh, that I take all the time when I'm talking to little kids. Um, cause it's not just like, you're not like standing over top of them or like sitting like this. So I try and have like some sort of gentle disposition. Yeah. Um, tell me about your, what kind of tablet do you get? Like, 
like, what do you love about it? Or what game do you play the most? And she's like, I love Roblox. Oh, really? Like, you know, my students play Roblox all the time. What is it that you love about Roblox? So all you're doing is asking, I don't have to know anything about, I don't even have to know what Roblox is, but I can ask questions. I can say, look, I never heard of Roblox before. Tell like, what is it? Tell me about this. Like, what's your favorite thing about it? Or why do you like it so much? Do you have friends on there? Can you, can your friends play with you? Can you talk to people? So you're just doing these things that are, you're leading kids down a line of questioning in which they are the expert. So if for Christmas, somebody got, you know, a DVD, oh, DVD set, like those are a thing anymore. Um, <laughs> or like if they got, you know, we got an Oculus for, for Christmas. And so I want to ask my students tomorrow, like if anyone knows anything about the Oculus and I want to talk about it a little bit, somebody got a skateboard. If someone is listening to new music, if they got AirPods and you just like, you don't just go, Oh, that's great. That's nice. Oh, word. Did you get the noise canceling ones? Like, what did you, um, why, why'd you want AirPods? Like, don't, do, do you like those better than like larger headphones or, um, what kind of music, like, does it make your music sound better? Uh, so it's all the, just asking a line of questioning that's going to help one, um, the kid to be the expert about something, two, to show that you're literally interested in, and then sometimes taking that information that they talk about, going and looking something up and coming back and saying like, well, look, since, the, real quick, before we even get into the lesson, you brought this up last time, we were talking about, you know, anime or something, I checked it out, dude, I really liked it, or it was really weird, or um, I have seven questions because I don't even understand what the hell happened in the episode. You're, you're entering into the world of the child before you ask them to enter into your world of education. And I think that that is so critically important. Um, and it's just often not done because we feel harried because we have to get to the curriculum or there's goals at the end of the class or we have to get to the do now or I'm going to lose the rest of the class because everyone's going to be talking now and I don't know how I'm going to get them back into it. And, um, and it's like, th but then when you have to get back into it, all right, cool. So, so thankful we could talk about that. Let's bring this up again at lunch or we'll talk about it again tomorrow. But I need everyone's attention now in five, four. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. All right, here's what we're doing today. And you now have built a relationship with someone. Doesn't look like there's anything curriculum-based going on there. But what it's doing is building community and building connection with young people so that doing the work is, you know, it's, it's just not that painful anymore. Listen to this little space freckle said, uh, one day my kids who, um, oh, one of my kids who wants to be a chef gave me his famous Kool-Aid pie recipe. <laughs> I made it First and tasted all, it. <laughs> Pink, all in the name of the student's interest, LL. I will say a couple things. That's fantastic. First of all, who came up with Kool-Aid pie? I don't even know. I feel like that's a TikTok thing. Maybe. Two, how does little space freckles not already make cool Kool-Aid pie? Right. She's she just seems like the kind of person that you would just be like, yeah, your tongue's red right recipe. now. Like <laughs> there's your proof. No, look, I did it. Look at the color of my tongue. Of course I had Kool-Aid pie. Like where else did this come from? I love it. That's what I'm talking about, man. It's like, it's doing stuff like that. And how much does that mean to a kid? Right. Like yeah, that you, you like that. what you went and did my, like <laughs> you did the recipe. I just think like who's making cloud dough with their students. Like yeah. that's like, such a little fad on TikTok. I mean, it might be gone now. Who knows? Um, but 
Yeah, These kids today, they move at such a reckless pace. <laughs> what you got next? You got it. Amy Russell is asking, what are y'all doing to create community with online slash traditional slash blended students? Um, I think, you know, it's just finding time to talk. And so often what I've been doing lately is um, ending class early. And so like five to 10 minutes of my online class, it's like, so not ending early. What that means is, you have the assignment, you know what is expected of you, you know when it's due. If you want to leave and go do that, or if you're in your breakout, you want to go to a breakout room and work on it so you have quiet space where students aren't asking questions and the chat's not blowing up, we can do that. Um, and then I have certain students that end up staying back with me. And we just build this community. So what ends up happening is I'm chopping it up. I do the work with kids that want to stay and do the work with me. So maybe that's, say that's three or four kids. Now, before you leave class, you need to leave your breakout room. Tell me that you're done so I can just check, make sure that the work is there and then I let you go. But then here's my trick. Then you show up and I go, yo, um, Kevin, we were just talking about real quick. I know you're about to leave, but we were just talking about Minecraft. We were just talking about the new Disney announcement for all the Marvel movies that are coming out. Um, are you, are you, did you hear about this? Are you stoked about this or whatever, or ask their opinion on something. And then if they answer back, a lot of times, like I'd say eight times out of 10, um, they end up staying and having this conversation with everyone. Then as dudes are coming out, it's just building and building and building. And some guys leave and some guys stay, but you're just getting this little bits of time with students. The thing is building relationships is not just bent is not just like based on huge swaths of time that we have with students to spend it together, right? When I first met my wife, I'm going to break it down like this. And I don't know why I pair romance and school together so much, but just there's a lot of overlap there in a not weird way. When I met my wife, she's grounded for this. I'm going to tell the story. My wife was grounded, I'm not going to tell why. She's grounded for the summer. I, I got grounded for two months. I knew about her from a friend. I wanted to meet her. So I became friends with her. But this sounds so mean. So I became friends with her brother. So I started hanging out at her brother's house and he'd be like, yo, what do you want to do? And I'm like, let's just chill at your house. And then her room was right next to the bathroom. Um, so I just <laughs> pretended I had to pee like every three seconds and I just kept going to the bathroom. But I, on my way by, I would say something, you know, funny or like, or like, Oh, look, like I like your shirt today or whatever I was doing. Right. Or quick, real quick. I just want to ask you real quick. Um, you know, and sometimes it was serious stuff like, you know, like, what do you like? And sometimes it was like, what's it like to have your room right next to the bathroom? Um, but that it was those little bits of engagement that led to something else, right? It wasn't like we went on a date and it lasted all night and it was the most magical thing ever. All relationships are the same thing. So whether it's with students or with your future spouse, it is checking in consistently, constant like affirmation or not affirmations, like, uh, well, yeah, like affirming someone, caring about someone, showing interest to someone. It's all those little things that build over time that that let that student know that that you care. And so that's what I think is, is important. What do you got? Um. Oh, uh, Monel is asking, hi, there's a student in my class that keeps doing the opposite of what I'm saying. What should I do in this case? And what should I say when the kids ask me personal questions? Uh, so that's a great question. Uh, cause I, that's, that is my child right now. That is my 13 year old son at this moment, oh um, where I say 
anything and they just do the opposite. So I think some of this depends on the age. So dealing with teenagers, I can use a lot of sarcasm and humor to redirect kids and to help make things that aren't that big of a deal or that are like, seem like they're not that big of a deal. Right. So it's, I don't have to go uh, over and beyond or, or be super extra about it. Um, like, so what, because what happens sometimes in dealing with teenagers is you get this power struggle of like, all right, everyone, um, take out a pen and then they just don't do it. Um, you know, let's make sure that we don't do this, that there's no talking on the test, that there's no whatever. And then it becomes this power struggle between someone that goes, well, I wasn't talking during the test. All I did was, um, ask a question. All I did was ask for if I could borrow a pen because I don't have one. All I did was, and it's like, I don't want to have that. So sometimes I just go over the top and I make, it, I use sarcasm and humor to kind of like address the situation. I think more often than not though, it is the, like, so that can work for a time. It can work to get you through a pinch, but it's not, it's rare that you have the ability um, to sustain that for long periods of time, because then that just becomes a lot of sarcasm. It just becomes a lot of nonsense. It just becomes too much. And it, it becomes some days just don't feel like it. Sometimes I, some days I don't want to mess around. Some days I don't feel funny. Some days I had like, you know, my brother-in-law or my father-in-law passed away. A student passed away. I had a, a toothache and I just don't feel like it that day. So you have to have, you can't just be, exist on that plane with students. You have to go both ways. The other side of that then becomes how am I building relationships with students or at least letting them know in some, in some, in, in some way, shape or form that like, we need to talk about this. So maybe that's before class, after class, maybe that's stepping in the hallway for a moment. Maybe that's having lunch together. Maybe that's sitting down with another teacher and you are trying to get to the bottom of where this behavior is coming from. because. Oftentimes it has something to do with you, but more often than not, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the fact that like, um, you know, when we dive into a lot of this stuff, you find that like, maybe that student doesn't like women. Maybe they have a problem with men. Maybe they have a problem with men that look like you because you remind them of their stepdad, their mom's boyfriend, their, you know, their some past uh, situation that they have with a the teacher. There's like all this stuff that's tied into that. So it's about letting kids know that I care and I care that this much that I'm going to address this with you and I want to talk to you and I'm going to try and help you unpack some of this. And then when you unpack that, if you don't even, it's not like you have to be a therapist or a counselor, you're just teaching kids that what's mentionable is manageable. That if we can talk about it, that if we can get it out in the open, then we can deal with it. And that is crucial. But now that we've had this conversation going forward, I need you to know that I'm going to push you a bit because I need like, because this is why this is important. This is why your compliance in this area is important. And that's a weird word, right? The idea of compliance, right? There's either people that are for that or against that, but it's really just saying like, you can't talk during tests because there's other people like in my school, we're all boys. It's all boys school. I say like your brothers depend on you to be quiet so that they can concentrate because not because some kids have ADD, some guys have ADHD, some kids have dyslexia and they're really trying to focus and it takes them a minute to really think about it. And then you're goofing off and distracting them. And that's not cool for everyone. You have the power to help someone with your silence right now. So when we look at things like that, 
then we're empowering children and showing them that their behavior is not just them complying because I'm in charge because I'm a dictator or something like that. It is, we are, this is a communal activity, bro. We need you to be a part of the community and you're showing up is evidence to us that you showed up to learn and to do work and to get things done and to be a part of the community. And so how are you helping your brothers in this moment is that's how that conversation changes instead of becoming like, you're going to do what you're told when you're told, because I'm in charge. I just, I just, people could do that. I just, it's not, I, I couldn't. Okay. We have one more. So we're going to end. It's late. Let's do it. Um, Dela Classroom is asking, well, I'm going to do one other one because it was an easy one. Cool. So really too. Dela Classroom is, is asking, by the end of the year, what do you want your students to know when they leave your classroom? What steps do you take to get there? This sounds like an interview question. Sorry. <laughs> um, what to do when they leave your classroom? What so, do you want your students to know when they leave your classroom? All right, so I'm going to take this two different ways. One, I'm going to take it in. I want them to know that they're cared and that they matter, right? And so that is by me telling them, you care, I care, and you matter. Like, like I'll literally just say, like, love it all up in their face, right? Like that. The other thing is some, but if it's more kind of practical, I guess we could use, or, or if it's like a little bit more academic than that, it is me making sure that students know what to do is like the most mind numbing activity sometimes because you could have it on your WhatsApp, you can have it on the board, they could write it in their agenda book, you know, but they still go, I didn't, I didn't know we had to do that for homework, bro, what? What are you, what are you talking about right now? Um, so it's, it's overly communicating things in a bunch of different ways. And so what I do is I tell them in the beginning of class, what homework is. I tell them in the beginning of class when something's due, then I just repeat it over and over and over again. With virtual learning, what I started doing was um, making them, or ha not making them, I hate that idea. Uh, it sounds like I'm forcing someone, but like uh, having students like write like um, I, and then their name, know that this test is going to happen on this date. And so more than I'm not trying to have like some sort of assigned affidavit that is proof to their parents later, but what, what it's doing is it is requiring students to interact with the information, right? They have to interact with um, what is being said. And when you can interact with it, then you're far more, it's more like you're, there's a better chance that you're going to do this. And I know this is my own kids. If I give my son anything to do that is more than one step at a time, he generally forgets. I'll say, uh, I need you to get the recyclables and take them out, put them in the blue can. And he'll be like, he'll take the recyclables out, but then I find them in the black can. I find them in the yard waste bin. I find them like, he'll come back in and be like, wait, where am I supposed to put these? And it's like, so, but if I go take the recyclables out, put them in the blue can, what are you going to do? And he goes, Oh my gosh, John, I'm taking the recyclables out. And where are you putting them? I don't know. What did you say? And so it's like making him say it back. Uh, that helps a lot of times too, for, for kids to sort of like, cause they're, in, they're, they're, they're interacting with, with what is being asked of them. Stacy Smith, um, is our last question. She says, I go back to work tomorrow and the anxiety is hitting hard. What is your best go-to mental health tool to work through it? Um, yeah. what's that? You're leaving? You're yeah, leaving me? Uh, friends are, friends are going on. I told Jen to come try it on. All right. I love you. Bye everybody. So this is such a great question. Um, I think this is what's important. Um, that one, 
Uh, anxiety and excitement feel very, very similar. When you're about to get on a roller coaster, you can feel anxiety and excitement. It, it's that feeling in your stomach. It is the unknowing of what's to come. The other thing is some kid just had the worst winter break of their life. Um, and they need you to show up tomorrow. How are you going to show up for them? It is some kid had the greatest winter break of their life. And they're really excited to share it with someone. And they haven't seen anyone because they're not on Zoom. And they're not, you know, they told their friend or their cousin or whatever. But you get to be there and really ask those questions about what made it so special. What was so great about, you know, your dad being there for the first time. Or someone coming home from the military and you didn't think that they were going to come home. Or that gift that you weren't even sure that you were going to get and you got it or some surprise that happened. Like it's being there for kids. And I think if I can remember that it is not tomorrow, the I don't have a lesson for tomorrow, right? I'll tell you this right now. I don't have a lesson for tomorrow yet. I'll figure it out at some point. Um, but it is showing up for the students. And when we can stay focused like that, right? When education is only ever about the students, what that means is showing up for kids and what they need each day. When we can wrap our heads around that, I think that that is really just, I, I think that, that helps to recenter and go, oh yeah, it wasn't the curriculum. It's not the emails that are going to be in the inbox. It's not all the stuff I got to get through. And am I going to remember how to do the zoom? And do I remember how to do this? Like I forget stuff every time where like I was in my flow now I had almost two weeks off and now I'm like, the flow is, the flow is no more. That's what's happening right there. That's what's going on. I just said that. Um, so, but if I can center in on the kids and sit there and think about some of them, like not the kids that are a pain in your ass, but the kids that are like, that you're excited to see that are like, you haven't talked to in a little while. Um, I think that's really exciting. And then what I would say is, look, y'all can do work tonight if you want. You, maybe you need to, like, if it's your first year, it's probably good idea for you to spend some time, but having that time earmarked and then spending time today, like filling yourself up, right? Cause at, I say this all the time. I said in the book, my friend, Elise, Elise says that if the car, if the car doesn't have gas, nobody's going anywhere. So it's filling your car up with gas. And what does that look like for you? So for today, for me, after this, it is, I have a few emails that I want to do. I want to play. We got Oculus for Christmas, the new one, and it is friggin' awesome. I'm going to go play that. I'm going to practice piano for a little bit because that's something that I'm taking on this year. Um, and that's it, right? We're going to yes. eat pork, egg, and cheese sandwiches because <laughs> we're just we're just putting our sweatpants to the test around here this year. Uh, is Jen here now? Oh, uh, not yet. No, okay. So um, that's it. Anything yeah, else? Our newsletter that's yeah, so a couple of things, everybody. Um, there is going to be some stuff coming up where um, I have some really fun brands I'm working with. We're working on, we're working on a lot of really exciting, exciting stuff coming up this year. Like we're going more full tilt with real rapid rounds than we have ever gone done before. I feel like we took this year off almost like not off, but like we really scaled back after your book came out and well, like COVID made it COVID impossible and, to well, get online stuff out. teaching was yeah. like very difficult and trying for everybody. But we have like a team working together now to like really, really make things happen. And that's really Edie is like the, the crux of a, a lot of that stuff. Um, so there's a lot of fun stuff coming up. The other thing that I wanted to let everyone know about 
was um, we're going to start a newsletter at the end of January uh, that will come out right now. We're thinking once a month. So there'll be a video newsletter from me. You sign up for it. It shows up in your inbox. Um, and it's just like things I'm thinking about, things I'm working on, things I'm watching, things that are helping me to teach my class off and how I think like, you know, just some stuff that you might be interested into. So keep, keep an eye out for that. And we'll keep you uh, abreast of the situation. So um, that's it, everybody. Everybody should go buy these hot dogs now and tiny hands and stuff. Um, and that's it. I hope that you have a really wonderful, wonderful uh, 2020 and or 2021 because, you know, 2020 is over and uh, you have a great week uh, back everyone. And we will see you next week, Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time for Sunday night teacher talk that happens in the afternoon, not at night. Well, it depends on where you live in the world. That's it, everybody. Peace.